0: Yeah, what it do. I've been with the crew, not knew I thought you knew thought I was falling off. Blessings keep on falling through. Oh, don't panic dog, grow a bull, I can't lose.
1: It's holiday holiday season. Last week we were supposed to drop. Y'all noticed that we didn't drop last week. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Focus. I'm French, the bro host, and we would like to
0: welcome you to the Knicks Take Podcast. The Take Podcast. The Knicks Take Podcast. The Take Podcast. This is episode 31. And if you didn't know, we're a weekly podcast where we cover the most intriguing mixed news of the week. And if you want to find us on our socials, you could check us out first on Twitter at The Knicks Take. Then go to YouTube and search Nick's Take Videos. And if you'd rather follow on Instagram, you could find us at The Knicks Take. And lastly, on Facebook at Knicks Take Media.
1: So, first and foremost, I would love to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mary Nixmas, we'll, we'll basically explain. <laughs> so the last couple of weeks, the has been going through COVID protocols. Over here at my house, it seems like we're going through COVID protocols. As we speak, somebody came, ended up testing positive for COVID. And in addition to that, I also happened to break my hand, so everything just started being a little bit too rough and too it was just too much to try to record last week otherwise though I had a pretty you know pretty solid week I had a pretty good Christmas and partially we'll get into later why it was so good French what about you how was your last couple of weeks
0: yeah the last couple of weeks due to the covid outbreak in the NBA and in the household I was able to be granted a 10 day safety protocol myself with my job so i've been working from home and i just been missing that so much i'm just so happy to not have to be getting on the trains every day especially now with everybody getting sick but yeah i just been chilling these last few weeks I had a great christmas and we'll get into exactly why it was a great christmas later on in this episode but first let's get back to the new york knicks yeah yeah so last episode on the Knicks Take Podcast, the Knicks went one and two beating the Spurs before battling two straight Eastern Conference losing. teams. Oh yeah, yeah, my fine. Before losing two straight. I don't got the glasses on. I'm gonna start to get a little blind. I need some confidence. <laughs> but the Knicks ended up losing two straight to the Pacers and Raptors, which led us into the Knicks facing Milwaukee on the twelfth of December. Yeah, yeah.
1: So if we recall last last episode, I think the both of us were being pretty harsh on the Knicks mm-hmm. as far as our belief. You more so than me. I was I sounded a lot more optimistic than you did the last podcast. With that said, the Knicks haven't really been showing that they deserve any optimism at all. So even with you, I felt like you might've been ready to throw this team away. (laughs) I, I don't, I still feel like, okay, yeah, this is bad. 100%. This is bad. But I don't think that we necessarily need to throw this team away. We just need to look and see what's going on on the court. And you said some things that made me want to, Watch and pay more attention to the on-court play, starting with this Milwaukee Bucks game on the 12th. And it instantly became a difficult assignment. Why did it become a difficult assignment? Well, once the Knicks played the Raptors, I guess the Raptors, was it. The, it was either the Raptors or the Pacers. It came out afterward that they were dealing with COVID and their team, and then that translated over into the Knicks. RJ and Obi Toppin, both out in this game against the Milwaukee Bucks with the COVID protocols, we had to end up starting. Derek Rose and Quentin Grimes got his first start alongside Fournier, Randall, and, and Noel. And I was frankly surprised. I was frankly surprised. We, all, I think we were also missing, I think the reason why Quentin Grimes started this game, Alec Burks was out due to the birth of his kid. He just had yeah. a kid. So I was surprised, not because he chose Grimes over Burks or anything like that. I was just surprised that out of anybody who got the start, like there were other guys they could have put in quickly. They could have put in Kevin Knox. You could have put it in anybody that had more time, and Tibbs decided to go with the rookie, which goes to show just how much faith he had in him. Yeah, and despite that faith, the Knicks still <laughs> played bad to start that game. Like it was a lot of lackadaisical play. It was a lot of bad shots and, and turnovers, and the Bucs just abused us in the beginning of this game. Kevin Knox came in, started knocking down some shots. It started being a little bit even. And then Quentin Grimes just unloaded the clip. (laughs) Unloaded the clip. Was an assassin from deep. Mm -hmm. Broke a couple of Nick rookie records. Most points by a rookie in their first start with 27 points. Most threes by a rookie in a game. Like, he knocked down three, three threes. Like, Quentin Grimes was really... The only spark plug, the only guy that I really was like, I'm happy to see what I'm seeing every even like I don't. Obi wasn't there, RJ wasn't there. Obi is usually that guy to where it's like, okay, there's only one guy in the court that I'm really happy because he's showing all that energy. Obi was out due to COVID. play Grimes came out, and despite the fact that the Knicks lose this game against the Bucks. I was just excited to see more of Quentin Grimes. It was a very big night for him. Yeah. And <laughs> how did you feel about this game? If you remember, this this was last week, the 12th. Yeah. This is
0: early last week. So I don't know how much you remember, but what do you, how do you feel about this game? I remember thinking I was going to see a lot more deuce this game, but I was happy. I was really happy to see that Grimes got the start. I was shocked that Tibbs chose to start him being that he's a rookie. But when you see Grimes play, it's easy to see exactly why he started. It's like he's bringing all the defense that Fournier is not bringing at the moment or at this moment, and he's looking like the best shooter on his team. And for him to go out there on his first start of his career and to break two Knicks rookie records, it's, it says a lot. It's, it shows It says a lot about how he's prepared. It shows... That Tibbs has trust in him to start him, even though he has other options who are more proven. And uh, yeah, going off for of twenty seven points against a, the NBA champs from last season, even though you were rookie and they don't really know you, like they wasn't respecting him as a shooter. That's still impressive, because right, you see a lot of guys who can knock down a bunch of shots, but in the in the midst of a game, an important game at that. When we struggling the way they were struggling, yeah, that I was impressed. And he was the main standout player from that game. Quickly played. I had like 11 points that game, but I don't really remember any other player. He did have 11. Yeah. Kevin Knox, Knox came in there, came the other in player? Was like, that shit up from three. Yeah, okay.
1: Kevin Knox was having himself a game too in that game. Like, I, like it, it, it's just that Quentin Grimes game, his his play was just so great that you know, we know what Kevin Knox. You know, Kevin Knox can sometimes get hot and and have that stretch. But mm-hmm. if not for Quentin Grimes, Kevin Knox would have been that guy that had us like, oh, okay, all right, Kev. Yeah. We haven't seen this from you in a while. We haven't seen this probably since your rookie season. As far as your your overall ability to con- to contribute both offensively and, and also with the passing, with the- he did a little bit of everything. He's still not. I don't think he's still, I still don't think he's one of our 10 best players on this team, but he showed that he has, he still has game. He's an NBA player and he deserves minutes somewhere, if not on this team. And he dropped 18 points tied with Derrick Rose in this game. Went six for 15, five for 12 from three, five for 12 from three. That's, he was pulling it up. Mm-hmm. Five rebounds, one assist, one steal. Kevin Knox had himself a night. Derrick Rose had himself a night. Julius Randle was playing like trash. I ain't that when, far. He had eight points, two for nine from the field, one for five from three. He had ten rebounds, seven assists, and seven turnovers.
0: All right, I, so, yeah, I forgot about
1: the seven turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's not a trash stat line from who the guy who's supposed to be your best player, I'd... I don't know. He didn't score double digits. He, he he shot poorly from everywhere.
0: I was going to say that,
1: except for the free throw line. He was negative 17 mm -hmm. and the plus minus, like, what do you want me to say,
0: man? I I I don't think it was a trash game. I just thought it was underwhelming. Like he did some things really well, but he would be forcing things a lot and he was still trying to forget a feel for who the hot man was. But when you out two of your top young scorers, or not scorers, but just two of the top young guys on your team, and you're going against the Milwaukee Bucks, you expect your best player to show up even more now that you got guys down. Because now it's, you're missing the energy that Opie provides every night. You're missing right. the, the, the chemistry that you have with R.J., and now you you you' you're going against a team that is proven in a time where you need to win bad because you're you're under five hundred, you're struggling, and you need some something to show to your fans, to show to other teams around the NBA that you're not what your record says that you are. And for him to come out and have a game like that, it was worrisome and it's the reason why it was yeah it was disappointing it's a reason why everyone has Randall in they trade packages now because he just doesn't look like the same guy from last year the only other thing that i have
1: from this game and i could probably add Nurling Noel to this thought process too he had zero points in this game six rebounds one assist one turnover two steals one block but i i was asking myself why did Evan Fournier played big minutes in the fourth quarter. He finished with six points, two for eight, one for seven from three. And I was just like, why is this dude like, why is this dude playing big minutes? Quentin Grimes had a game quickly. He didn't didn't shoot from three very great, but he was four for 10 overall. Mm -hmm. He had five assists. Like I would have rather seen quickly. Miles McBride got one minute in this whole game. D Rose had himself a night, Evan Fournier. I don't, I don't get why he got big minutes in the fourth. And I guess it's because there's not enough players. Quentin, you couldn't give Quentin Grimes more minutes. He had 39 minutes that night. I say, but maybe you could have given eight. quickly. Maybe quickly should have gotten that much, that many minutes too. Like he only had 26, the same as Evan Fournier. I, Miles McBride could have got, got more than a minute. I don't, I just did Fournier didn't really give us anything. And he disappeared in that fourth quarter. It it wouldn't have made a difference. The Bucks basically beat us in every single quarter in this game. They outscored us in every quarter in this game. But I felt like there was still a chance the Knicks could at least get back in it. And they ended up losing by more than 10 points. They ended up losing 112 to 97 in this game. And I just felt like if you really want to win this game, the guys who are not contributing anything, those are the guys that need to not be playing in that, in that crunch time role. And Fournier just
0: got way too many minutes to me. Called that, by the way, too. Nick's lose by three. That's one of my predictions. Let's <laughs> just note that out there. But I don't I, think there's well, much... To be fair, to be
1: fair, I didn't know RJ and Obi was going to be out with COVID when I made my prediction. To be fair.
0: That is true. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything... More to talk about that game. I want to just jump straight into the Knicks and Warriors game where Steph Curry was three, three-point makes away from the NBA three-point record. Mm-hmm. Help he was too, yeah. He, he's two away from tying it. It seemed like he did that immediately in the first five minutes of the game. If it was even five minutes. And also before I get too straight ahead, Quentin Grimes was now out due to COVID. So now it's a total of R.J., O.B., That When you Quentin heard that
1: shit, rhymes. when you heard that, didn't didn't, like, upset you. Like, didn't that do something to your soul? Because, like, this dude just came out, first start, scored, dropped 27, had the most threes by a rookie in for the Knicks, most points by a rookie for the Knicks. Now you and immediately after you do that, no. Nah, We gotta catch it. We gotta put we gotta put you on COVID protocol. It's like, yo, I want to see what this dude could do. I want to see how this dude could help us win games. I want to see if maybe we maybe we start him over over Evan Fournier because he's he's the guy that could fill that Reggie Bullock role. Like after that first game, I started thinking that before that first game against the Bucks, but after that game, I was definitely like, yo, put this dude next to RJ, and name your point guard. Julius and Mitch, even though Mitch wasn't starting either at this point, like Noel, neither one. Mm-hmm. You that's the team that's you have the guy that fills your Reggie Bullock role. I didn't really care for Alfred Payne's defense last season anyway, so whoever you got in the point guard, it, it doesn't really matter. And then you got RJ. You got that's the team from last year. That's 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 what we need. That's what we need to get our defensive identity back.
0: And then this dude goes
1: out. It's COVID.
0: Upsetting, (laughs) Uh, and like I said, Curry came into the game. It seemed like his intention was to just get the record out the way and get the game started because he broke the record almost immediately. The Knicks did seem to be up for the challenge in the first quarter of the game, but it didn't seem like they was too concerned with stopping him from breaking the record because they had Julius Randle guarding him a few times, just wide open. Alec Burks was guarding him for most of the game, and that's what basically took him out the game on the offensive end because he was just so tired from chasing him around. Deuce got his first few minutes in the rotation, did not disappoint, played hard defensively, pushed the pace on offense, showed versatility, creating his shot off the dribble. But yeah, the the, the Warriors just outperformed us in the second half. They showed us why they were one of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot us out well, the game and it was just, Draymond and Steph had their chemistry going. It was just too much for the Knicks. And this was on team. It t-
1: ended up... Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on that. The Knicks played right with the Golden State Warriors, except... So. No, they did. Except in the third quarter, if you remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At halftime, the Knicks were only... The Knicks were up at halftime. Matter of fact, they were up by one point. They were up by one point at halftime, if you remember
2: that game. hmm And then... They, over the next two quarters, the
1: Celtics, I mean, the Celtics, the Warriors basically just took the game from them. It was, the second half, it was, they were, yeah, they were too much for them, but the Knicks only scored 16 points in that third quarter. That's not going to get it done. They only scored 16 points. They scored 24 in the first, 24 in the second, 16 in the third, and 32 in the fourth quarter, and that's why they lost this game. This, and the final score was 105-96, to 96. and we we had strong play from Jules, right mm-hmm. we had strong play from pretty much everybody except for fournier and noel so i don't think that i don't think this was a game where the warriors just showed yeah they're clearly one of the best teams in the league and just blew us out it was it wasn't that type of game it was just well the second half it was no nah, because even the fourth quarter they, they, they the Warriors only outscored the Knicks by two. It was still that fourth quarter. It was still a back and forth game. It was that third quarter that really did the Knicks in. And that, you know that's re- that's the only thing that I really, I I really want to kind of disagree with you on. I, I felt Keep like going. the Knicks played very well, and it was just more so if we had Obi, if we had if we had just better play from everybody. But if, you know if we had better play from everybody else, forty48 eh? And if we had our full rotation, then maybe this plays out differently. That's kind of how I came away from this game.
0: I'm thinking to see if they brought it. Oh, they did bring it to within five and a fourth. Okay. And then got routed after that. So it was like a little spurt in the fourth quarter. But most of what I'm, I'm saying in the second half, is it I feel like the Warriors did outperform. I wasn't expecting for them Yes, the Warriors did outperform. Absolutely. The, and the Warriors,
1: by all means, the Warriors are the better team. But... The Knicks are like, not. Yeah, a the Knicks run. always compete. They always gonna connect. The they are mm-hmm. gonna go on at least one. Run. We, we're not talking about this year. We not. Nah, they they don't always compete this
0: year. And, no, 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 no. I'm saying for at least like we've never had a game this season where all four quarters the Knicks were not competing. Like is that, that we've always had at least two quarters for both of the season, but we just never have have gotten a full 48 of minutes, and that's what it's always been. So, yeah, they did. Compete I don't know if in I agree the fourth quarter, going basket for basket with them and cut the lead to five. But I never felt like we had a chance of winning in the second half. Even with the lead us in, this, in the first half, I'm like, okay, we're only up two points. They're going to we'll go lose. on a I run just, and we're going to lose. That was exactly I what I expected. Remember, I just remember that third quarter just being
1: like, okay, you guys played very well that first half. All you have to do is not falter in the third and they did so you know and what what could have been what could have been a lot closer of a game ended up being a nine point loss you know because of that third quarter if you want to view it yeah this team is just clearly better than us i'm not going to argue with you on that Mm -hmm. i just felt like the knicks did have an opportunity that they just didn't capitalize on and it's I, I would say it's because of a multitude of things I will even I'll save that for later, but like, I only thought that I Nick got was- a, I got a question about one of our starters, man. And, and I named his stats in against the Bucks. He had a much better game against the Golden State Warriors, but he, this time, instead of matching his assists with his turnovers, he had one more turnover than assists in this game. And that's a problem. That's one of our biggest problems, in my opinion.
0: I felt like this was just a Deuce McBride show. And he played a lot of minutes this game, too. He played, uh, let me see. He it, it was near around 40 20 minutes. minutes. Uh, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 I'm bugging, I'm bugging. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You thinking of? you thinking of this
1: next game against the Boston Celtics, I believe, because... This next game against the Boston Celtics, I'm sorry, against the the Houston Rockets. Pardon me, that's the game after this one. Yeah, against the Houston Rockets. That's what I'm. Kevin Knox entered COVID protocol, and a rumor came out that the Rockets were in uh, the the Rockets. Eric Gordon was being sought out by the New York Knicks. So if we recall the first Houston game, a lot of people were very, I'll say, not happy with the fact that this game was so close, that that game was so close. They felt like the Knicks were so much of a better team than the Houston Rockets. And then the Houston Rockets followed that up with a lot of good play. They went like seven games. They had like a seven-game win streak. Definitely went from being the worst team in the NBA record wise to I mean, they're still one of the worst teams in the in the in the NBA, but they're there's teams that are worse than them now record wise. And that just goes to show how how like that game that they had against the Knicks was not a fluke in terms of how well they played. They were able mm-hmm. to sustain that against other teams and turn it into wins. So coming into this rocks game, yeah, the Knicks should still beat the Rockets, but now you're more so like, mm, this is not as much of a given victory as we thought it the first one would be. This okay. one is like if the Knicks kid the Knicks keep playing bad, like I could we could I, we could see we could see them actually lose this game if they play as bad as they as they did. Actually, I wanted to I wanted to go back. So Kevin Knox was out due to COVID protocol. And that was after another strong-ish game against the Golden State Warriors. He had nine points, two for four from the field, two for three from three. He had seven rebounds, one assist, one steal. That's two straight games from Kevin Knox. He is in the, he is now out
0: due to COVID protocol against the Houston Rockets. And that's three straight games where players end up player. having... yeah. Because OB had his career high, like 19 points and 10 rebounds the day before he got caught with COVID Mm -hmm. and this is just another example of Knox getting some minutes, looking like he's going to be added into the, or being integrated into the rotation moving forward, the way that he's been playing and then boom goes down to COVID.
1: So this game against the Houston Rockets, very similar early on to the first game. Knicks and Rockets were going back and forth. I was like, huh, I was hoping that we would come out and be like, all right, we're we're down, guys, but next man up. Let's go. Let's Let's take these guys out. And didn't really happen. didn't really happen in this game until probably about the third or fourth quarter. The Knicks played overall pretty well. Evan Fournier had a strong game. Julius Randle had a strong game. Alec Burks came, played in this game. He was back from, you know, the birth of his child. Didn't really have a strong game. Derrick Rose played 12 minutes and then never returned. Looked like he turned his ankle, looked like he sprained it. Never returned in this game, which meant big minutes for Deuce McBride. And boy, oh boy, Deuce McBride came in this game. Caught fire, set a new career high in points and assists. 15 points, 9 assists, 4 steals, 0 turnovers. 9 assists, 0 turnovers. With four. 9 assists, 0 turnovers. Okay? That is a great stat line for any guard. Any guard. Not just the rookie. You can't leave that out. I'm not... I, I, I said the 4 steals earlier. 15 points, I also said. 9 the, assists... I'm saying- All zero turnovers.
0: That's crazy.
1: And then he had four steals and 15 points. If your starting point guard is averaging 15, 9, 4, and 0 turnovers, just saying, just saying. So Deuce caught fire. Evan Fournier was knocking down threes. He was 8 for 12 from the field, 3 for 6 from from 3. Jules had himself a pretty decent night, 21 points, another game over 20. Yeah, it wasn't really efficient. Six for 18 from the field. Knocked down all his free throws, had six rebounds, had six assists, had three turnovers,
0: one steal. It quickly went over seven for 10 from three. Had his best shoe in of forget. the season.
1: How could I forget about quick? Quick came back. Whew, Career high seven three pointers for twenty four points. How could I forget about the boy? Quick, that boy was who? That boy was on is en Fuego. Knicks took this game in the end, like one sixteen to one hundred three from strong play from our young from our young boys, especially quickly and and Deuce McBride. Even Mitch got into action. Really, like I, I've been complaining about Evan Fournier. I complained about Noel earlier. I'm complaining about Noel again. He had zero points, five rebounds. He played 17 minutes. Mitch came in, dropped 17 points, eight for eight from the field, nine rebounds off the bench for 30 minutes. He played 30 minutes in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch is the better. Mitch is the better big. I uh, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. If he don't look good, there's a reason for it. But when he when he's healthy and he's good and he's and he. He's on point, and mentally he's there. He's the best big that we have. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. He's better than Noel. He's better than Taj Gibson. If you want to say, hey, let's give up Mitch for Miles Turner because Miles Turner's better, I'm not going to argue with you. But I wouldn't be against keeping him either. Just saying. And that was the Houston Rockets game. I... Thoroughly enjoyed our young boys showing out and giving us just something to be happy about. In the midst of this struggle, these struggle games that we've been having over the past few weeks over the losses, we can't string together two wins in a row. And just to see Deuce and quickly come out and play the way that they did gives you a lot more hope for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, because quickly has been uh, low key scaring me so far this season because he he hasn't been very consistent well he's been scaring me with his shot yeah everything else he improved in but his inability to be consistent from three it felt like he was in his head a little bit from trying to run the point guard and trying to do everything the right way he's studying all these players trying to integrate their games into what he does and it seemed like it had him missing what made him a special player for a lot of the season but He's been putting a few games together, and this was one of those games that I was just like, oh, man, he's he's." it looked like he done figured it out. And, and of course, when you figure it out, what happened? When that. you figure it out, the very next day, COVID added to the safety, COVID safety, health, and whatever it's called, protocols. So now health this safety. brings us to – these are all the Knicks that are out to COVID. RJ, OB – Grimes, Knox, IQ, and not only did IQ go down, the other Nick who looked like he figured it out, Deuce McBride, he goes down to health and safety protocols. So you know what that means. Kemba gets his first start since being pulled up out of the rotation. And they had, well,
1: also the reason is, yeah, you was about to say D. Rose was out with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So they really had no guard, like nobody that could play the point guard, unless you want to count on Alec Burks. But
2: yeah, they, there's just nobody.
1: Nobody. Six guys. Six guys out to
0: COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the I don't remember what day this decision was made or whatever. Not the decision, but D. Rosa ended up having to get ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's, yeah that got announced a couple days ago I think. Yeah. So Kemba gets his first starts is being pulled out of out of pulled out of the rotation and it's against the team that he just got traded from in Boston last year. It just seemed like okay, a lot of the young guys are out. Kemba's back in. This is going to be this is going to have to be a strong Kemba Walker scoring night if we're going to win this game. Because I don't know what other guys we're going to be able to rely on with this many guys out. So the starting five was everybody basically Kemba, Birch, Fournier, Noel, Randall. And Kemba got off to a fast start. The team couldn't keep up with Boston though, because Tatum, Brown, they were lights out from three to start early on. And Wayne Seldon got his first few minutes but didn't really contribute to anything. The bench was down to three people with Mitch, Taj, and Seldon. And the only person that was able to score out of those three for the entirety of this game was Mitch. and He only had three points and eight rebounds. Julius didn't look great this game. This was another struggle night for him. Six for 19, one for seven from three. He had 20 points, but it just seemed like those came in all the moments that we just could... Like it wasn't important moment in the game when he did all his scoring, and Fournier just had his second straight scoring game where he's he scored efficiently. Kemba scores twenty nine points this game. Fournier has thirty two points. He he actually started to play really good defense too. But this 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 was the type of game that like was worrisome because it just seems like Julius Randle is. He's just not fitting with the group. Anytime Kemba has a strong night, Jules has a bad night. Fournier's having a strong night. But we just can't put it all together. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. because we had no bench, we did the best that we could. So I wasn't too mad at this loss. I didn't really have no takeaways from it. What were your takeaways from it? It just seemed like, oh, yeah, Kemba went off against his old team. Fournier went went off against the old team.
2: Here is my... This game was very frustrating because this was a game where coming out of the half,
1: the Knicks came out and played the way that they have not come out and played from the halftime in a lot of games. They came out with energy.
2: They came out with offensive firepower. They came out, they scored 41
1: points in the third quarter. And most of that was because of
2: Kemba and because of Evan Fournier. So you follow that up with the fourth quarter and you only scored 19 points in that fourth quarter. And wait, don't leave out the fact that there was a huge lead that we had to come back
0: from. Continue. No, that's no, I, I get that. Right. I get
1: that. But it was just frustrating because Kemba just erupted from nowhere. Kemba just came out and was like, okay. All right. Okay. Let's go, Kemba. Let's go. Now, this was the game where this was his first game because it's first time he's played in however many weeks. And he showed up like that against Boston. And all of a sudden, maybe you are like, well, he just showed up against Boston because that's his old team or whatever, or whatever. That's what Or I mean. he's just trying to show that he's trying to show Tibbs or whatever. This is not going to last. But, Regardless of whatever it is that you believe about Kemba, the fact that he came out to play and he was this for all intents and purposes the scapegoat for why the
2: Knicks were playing so poorly. The rest of y'all gotta step up. The rest of y'all gotta the rest of y'all gotta step up. But then you look at the bench. Saj Gibson, Wayne Seldon, Mister Robinson. <laughs> so the bench is not going to give it to you, right? So who do you have to look at? You got to look at your best
1: player, quote unquote. You got to look at the, the, the guy who's supposed to be leading your team to the promised land, to the
0: playoffs, to the second round. He's not Julius, even asking for a championship yet. No. just lead us to the playoffs. And Julius,
1: in my opinion, and maybe I got to go back and watch, but in my opinion, he disappeared in that fourth quarter. Kemba Walker's hot third quarter, that disappeared in the fourth quarter. Evan Fournier disappeared. Well, I don't know if, I don't remember if Evan Fournier disappeared in the fourth quarter, but nobody was hitting nothing. Nobody was, nobody was... Making that effort to try and get this win, to get a back-to-back win. Can we get a back-to-back win? You have the opportunity to come from behind and win against this Boston Celtics team. Yes, you're depleted. Yes, you're missing six guys. But your best players, quote-unquote, are still healthy. They haven't missed any games. When you have an unexpected guy come in and just like in the last game, you had an unexpected guy come in and shoot the lights out and play well and do everything that he's supposed to do. That is your cue to bring that team over the finish line. And no one did it. No, Julius couldn't do it. Like. I'm tired of seeing these 20 point games where you the amount of points is almost exactly the same of as the amount of shots that you took. And. I'm tired of seeing six and seven three-pointers that you've missed, that you've attempted. I don't mind that Julius takes
2: three-pointers, but once you go one for four, one for five, stop shooting them threes, bro. Get in the paint. And
0: it's just frustrating. Because a lot of the shots that he takes are wide-open threes, and he's just not making them. Right, but... You got to get. I'm him not even trying to excuse either. him, but it's just like yeah. I, I, if, yeah. He, if he doesn't shoot it, it's like why are you forcing why? yourself to take a tougher shot when you have a wide? Because that's shot what they're. There? That's what they're. That's what they're giving you. You've proved that you can shoot threes,
1: right? That's what they. A lot of times, that's what they're giving him because they see he's off, and they're gonna let him shoot the three if he's off, and he's gonna miss. Yeah, and it's tough because when he starts pounding the rock in the paint and he holds on to the ball too much in the paint, he usually turns the shit over. So it's easy for me to see, to look at the stat line and be like, yo, you went for one for seven from three. You probably should have just went one for five or one for four and taken a couple extra shots inside. It's easy for me to say that, but we just need more. We need more from you than what you're giving us. 20 points on 19 shots is, is atrocious shot selection at the end of the day you got to do better you if you're going to be our best player you're going to be our leader you got to do better than that Kemba Kemba Kemba, fouled
0: out in the fourth
1: Kemba fouled out because Evan Fournier I guess was hurt in the back you know and we had to lose Kemba due to that like because we because if we if we don't if we don't foul then they're going to score on us because we're playing four on five
0: I bring up Kemba Fallen out for a reason. Like, you expect your star to be like, okay, now it's really on me to bring this home. Like, you've made the comeback, you had the lead, and then you just let it squander away. Like, it's, it's stuff like that that frustrates you as a fan, but I just don't feel like we're asking a lot from the star player of this team. You got paid, you got the contract. You're supposed to provide what it is that comes with that pro that 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 contract. At least get us to the playoffs. At least look, make us look like a formidable playoff team. Play, we're not asking for a lot. Bro. Play with effort. Just like bro, I just play with effort. Play like you care about whether or not this is going to result in a win or a loss. We're not asking for a lot, bro. And, and the only reason that we
1: bringing this up is because. It's multiple games where even if he scores points and all that stuff, it's multiple games where we're watching the game and it's like, what are you doing out there? Yeah. How are you supposed to be leading us anywhere when you playing like this? And, and we're going to exit from the Celtics game, that disappointing Celtics game, into the Pistons game on the 21st. Coming into this game, we were so depleted. We had to start signing 10-day hardships. 10-day <laughs> hardships because we were just so depleted. We signed Once a Nick, Always a Nick, whole team Do- Damian Dotson and Matt Mooney to 10-day hardship deals due to us losing
2: so many players with COVID. Fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. We lost the Pistons. One of the worst in this game. Hmm? You don't remember I, I the game? Do, I, I remember
1: feeling like, I don't care how many players that we lost. If we lose this game, I'm giving up on the season. Well, I didn't feel that way. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting for it to be like a blowout win, but this is a bad team. This is a the, the Detroit Pistons are a bad team. They're worse than the Houston Rockets right now. The Detroit Pistons currently have five wins to twenty six losses. Currently, if the Knicks came in here missing, I don't care how many guys you're missing. You still got Julius Randle. You still got Evan Fournier. You still got Kemba Walker. Who started again in this game? By the way, you still got you still got three. You still have three very good players. If if you don't want to say that they're all star players, you they're not all star worthy or whatever. You still got guys who should be able to get you that victory over all of these young guys and all of these bums that are still on the Detroit Pistons. I think the Detroit Pistons were missing guys too due to COVID, but. I, I, Look at this roster: Joseph, Sadiq Bey, Hamid Diallo, Isaiah Stewart, Cade Cunningham. Like Cade hasn't been playing great, and he's supposed to be. He was the number one pick. Who Who else on this team is supposed to be? Who on this team is supposed to scare us?
0: And we beat the beat up but twice in the preseason. I didn't really feel like this was a game that we could lose. <laughs> if they lost Even this game, I was I was like,
1: time. all right, listen, you. If they lose this game, I was going to be like, yo, y'all need to make a trade for sure. Like we got to get rid of Julius or somebody or somebody because y'all lose to the Detroit Pistons. This ain't like losing to the Orlando Magic for me because I feel like the Orlando Magic. They had a lot of guys who they're losing because they don't they haven't figured it out. The Detroit Pistons they, they're just bad until one of their guys pops, which Cade is supposed to be a guy that pops. He's been playing. He's still trying to figure it out himself. Until that happens, this is not a team that you should lose to. So this was really kind of like, all right, y'all lose to this team. There's no hope for y'all. And they did it. Uh, like, at the end of the day, they didn't, they didn't lose to this game. They, they didn't lose to this team. Kemba played well, 21 points on 21 shots, though. Evan Fournier, 22 points on 24 shots. Julius Randle, 21 points on 18 shots alec burks eight points on 10 shots this was an ugly game the only guy the only thing that really made me happy about this game mitch yep this was the mitch game and the knicks probably lose this game if mitch doesn't just completely abuse the detroit pistons who have nobody for mitch mitch was mitch was really the, the biggest guy on the court at all times he dropped 17 points 14 rebounds I don't remember if 17 points is a career high, but it's definitely a season high for Mitch. He he, he was on the court, he was noticed. He only played 24 minutes. Nerlens Noel played 23. He dropped Nerlens had 2 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. Another game where like the last game it was like, all right, I can understand why Nerlens is playing as much as Mitch. This game, I didn't get it. <laughs> Mitch was clearly our best player. And he looks a lot healthier than he did to j- just the prior week. The last time that we were podcasting, I felt like, yeah, Mitch looks like he's slow. He's kind of starting to get get his body in shape and all that stuff. But he still looks like he's out of shape. By this game, by this Pistons game, I've, I was like, yo, we're due for a Mitch game. We're due because he looks good out there. He's contesting threes a way that he wasn't before. Before, he was just hobbling to the three-point line and he wouldn't even jump. By this Pistons game, I had noticed in the Rockets game, and the Celtics game, he's he's starting to jump. And pretty soon, he's going to block somebody's three-point shot. And he eventually did block somebody's three-point shot. I don't remember which game it was. But Mitch has been coming back and being more of that guy, that guy that we wanted him to be, that we needed him to be. The reason why he was our starter to start the season, that was the Mitch we got in this game. Eight for nine from the field. He was plus 24 and the plus minus clearly our one of our best player on
0: the night he had three blocks and one steal and one turnover yeah Mitch Mitch showed up this game because that's a game that you 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 like if the tallest Center on a team is like 610 that's the game that you want Mitch to dominate um Noel didn't really do much this game I just, this was basically just a Mitch game from what I remember yep. and yeah, that's it, it was I really remember and I remember everybody t- scored, but nobody scored well. Yeah. But even Kemba having two straight games with uh twenty plus, that I'd take that over what we've been seeing from Alec Burks running the point guard. Like I'll i take that. So I wasn't too mad at that. I I I, I want to more so get to this next game. Let's go. The Knicks face off against the Wizards. The Knicks signed Daniel House a ten day hardship. New Orleans is out now due to COVID. Bradley Bill is also out due to COVID. So you expect for the Knicks to be able to take this win with the Knicks. I mean, with the Wizards superstar out. But the Wizards have been undefeated in games that Bradley Bill is out so far this season. I like Mike, Mike Breen said that on on the air, I believe. But yeah. you see that their team, or not so, more, more so the team, Spencer Dinwiddie plays better when Bradley Bill is out. So I was... Looking forward to seeing how the Knicks would be guarding Dinwiddie. And this was not the best defensive game. This was more so just about Kemba Walker having the greatest shooting game so far this season, where he goes off with this- of 44 points and then. Eight rebounds, nine assists. But the Wizards, they they just beat us down the end with bad defensive decisions by the, the Knicks that were on the court. Kyle Kuzma was wide open for two threes in the clutch. Dinwiddie was causing us problems the whole game. I feel like this is a game that we should have brought out with a win. Especially seeing the way Kemba was lighting them up, they had no answer for him. Even in the fourth quarter, he was still consistently getting buckets. And another game where Julius Randle struggles, playing with another guy who's on fire. This was a disheartening loss for me personally. Even though the Wizards played well, we've beaten teams that played well before, but Guys coming in and having their career high. Corey Kispert going 4 for 5 from 3, scoring 20 points. Kyle Kuzma having 18 points, 10 rebounds. Daniel Gafford basically shut down Mitch. Mitch got his his first start since he was uh, taken out of the lineup. Only had 8 points fouled out. And Gafford was just abusing him down low. He only finished with 11 points and 6 rebounds, but Gaffer had a big impact on this game. Aaron Holiday went 4 for 7 from 3. All starters on the Wizards were in double digits. Aaron Fournier went 2 for 13, 2 for 11 from 3. And it was just, it, 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 we just couldn't depend on anybody. Obi came back for this game. Obi, this is his first game back in the rotation since uh, going out with COVID. But he he still has to get his conditioning and stuff right. So it wasn't the typical OB that we're accustomed to seeing. Jericho Sims got some action because Noel's out now with COVID. He looked well. I don't understand why he's not getting more minutes. He has 6.6 rebounds. Some impressive lob dunks. Julius had 23 points on 22 shots, went 0 for 5 from 3. I feel like this game, though, we did seem to have more of a continuity on the offensive end especially when, when you see Ke- Kemba, who's going off of 44 points. Like, yeah, the offense is going to look really well. But so far, since Kemba's been back in the lineup, I haven't been mad with the Knicks offense. It's more so the things that have always been issues, the defense from Evan Fournier consistently has been bad. The defensive effort from Julius Randle consistently has been bad. Like, it seemed like they were singling Julius Randle out this game. They would pass the ball to whoever he, whoever he's guarding, and then they'll get a straight line drive to the, to the paint, or they get a wide-open three. And that's what caused us to lose this
2: game, I felt like. What were your thoughts on this game? What were my thoughts on this game? First of all, I just spent this last couple of minutes trying to
1: find the last time Kemba Walker scored 44 points. Or last had his- Last season. No, it wasn't, it wasn't last season. It was the season before last. He had, his season high last season was 36 points in Boston. The first season in Boston, his season high was 44. So this is the first time in two years that Kemba scored 44 points. This is coming off of, you know, his time in Charlotte Hornets and the Charlotte Hornets. So this is basically
2: probably the best chemo we're going to see as a Nick. And once again, you're squandering
1: this production that you weren't getting before.
2: You're squandering this production. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I remember feeling like this is a game that we could win. And Julius is not. Doing anything specific to try to get that win.
1: Now, I I've been trying to pay a lot of attention to Julius Ridd. I was initially gonna, you know, you called out Derrick Rose. I disagreed with you strongly, and I was originally gonna spend the last week or so to watch Derrick Rose, but
0: he's been out with the injuries, with the with the ankle.
1: So I, I think
0: the to... ankle is what what led to my belief that he's been taking play
2: right. Often. It makes right. sense now. He's been hurt. He's been playing hurt. hmm Don't know if Julius Randle's been playing hurt, but it doesn't seem that way. It just seems like the effort isn't there. I think the biggest thing for me is we've all fallen in love with Obi
1: Toppin. Why have we all fallen in love with Obi Toppin? Obi Toppin plays hard all the time. Every you, can, you can find clips of Obi Toppin. Maybe he'll turn the ball over, but he'll run back to the other end, make a block, grab the rebound, bring the ball back to the other end of the court and score. And he'll beat everybody on, the, on both directions as you guys watch me suffer from COVID or whatever the hell this is. Yeah, I'm to mute the mic. I watched this This. this Wizards game. And I shook my head because this was another game that I felt like the Knicks had the opportunity. If they lost this game, if they lost this game despite the fact that they put it all out on the floor, which Kemba Walker hasn't been putting it all out there on the floor, he lost his opportunity to play because of COVID, because of Tom Thibodeau. He lost his opportunity to play. He came back and now he's giving us the play he wasn't giving us before. He's playing with energy. He's playing with heart. He's going, he's falling all over the ground. He's knocking down threes. He's doing everything that he can. Yeah, the defense ain't great, but it's because he's a smaller player. He's trying on both ends of the court. I don't, I, when I've taken my eye off of Julius to pay attention to Kemba, I have no problem with the way Kemba plays, right? I'm, I get a little upset because sometimes he gets caught on the screen and he can't recover. And even when he does recover, they just shoot right over him. It is what it is. That's 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 the negative that you're going to have to deal with Kemba. When I'm looking at the negative of Julius Randle. it, It all comes down to effort. And this Wizards game. I'm like. What are you doing, Julius? Why are you playing like this? It's not scoring. He's scoring. 23 points on 22 shots is disgusting, though. He had nine rebounds. Grabbed boards. Very good. Two assists, four turnovers. I keep bringing up the assists and the turnovers because that's the the trend for him. We run in the offense through you, and you're giving us piss-poor offensive production, both in your shot selection and in your ability to take care of the ball. So why are we running the offense through you when we could have Kemba Walker do it? He had zero turnovers and eight assists. Why should we be running the offense through you, Julius? What is the purpose? So, watching in this game, seeing Kemba go for 44 points on 27 shots, seven for 14, 50% from three. He went to the foul line nine times and made all of his fou- all of his foul shots.
0: After two straight 20-point games. (laughs) Excuse me. He's been in his own low run. Bless you.
1: We said the only thing that Julius Randle needs is somebody else to help him on the court. Now you don't have that excuse. Yeah, Evan Fournier, yeah. Sometimes he's here to play, sometimes he's not. Maybe he needs to come out of the starting lineup. Yeah. But when you have a guy who's more than making up for the fact that this guy is not playing well, there's no excuse for you to not play well. So I was just so, I was so disgusted with Julius Randle at the end of this game. I blame that that Wizards game. I blame that on Julius. Like that's, that's what I left this game with. I left this game with Julius Randle. It's not just this game. It's all of the games leading up to this game where I felt like we need you to play like our, an all-star or an all-NBA player and you are just jogging your ass up and down the court not taking care of the ball miss like there are games where you play where we see how you can play and you and you play the way that we need you to play and then it disappears for stretches and that's why we're losing the way that we're losing that's why that's why we're losing the way that we're losing i don't do you have more that you want to say about
2: this wizards game french
1: mm. I said so everything i wanted to say
2: so when I left this Wizards game, I was like, yo. French, I'm I'm going to I'm going to take this to a personal level. Let me mark this real quick. I'm going to take this to a personal level fr- level French. Last season, we came into the season not really expecting to win, right? We were hopeful, but we weren't expecting to win. And if you remember a lot of the household arguments that we used to have,
1: we used to have arguments, me and you were always on the same page. And Ayaka used to always be defending Julius Randle. Mm
2: hmm.
1: (laughs) And then he came, then last season, Julius Randle had an amazing run. An amazing run. And he played hard all the time. And he played and he played decent defense. And he scored and all this stuff. And gave him a lot of cachet with us. Guys who wanted him traded before the season started last season. And we all, as a family, enjoyed Knicks games.
2: And Julius Randle was our guy, was all of our guy. And now to see the way that he's playing this season,
1: I was just, I was beside myself because I, I just wanted to be like, yo, the fact that he's playing like this and, and, it's
2: frustrating because I want to support you. I'm like, how can you play like this?
1: And I just thought about my dad, and I was like, yo, I'm done with this dude. I'm done. I'm done with this dude. If he keeps playing like this, I'm done because this was my father's favorite player last year. And now you are playing like trash. So personally. Like it's starting to affect me on a personal level when I see him not put forth the effort that other members of this team does. Kemba Walker, Obi Toppin, Manuel Quickly. It's 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 starting to piss me off because how can you how can you say the things that you said last season and then put on performances the way that you're putting them on now? How are you able to come out here and act like you're the leader of this team and come out and? Turn the ball over the same the same amount of and have the same amount of turnovers as assists. How are you going to shoot the ball so lackadaisically and miss free throws? Like he's becoming the guy that when he comes on the line, you don't know whether he's going to make it or if he's going to miss. You don't know if he's going to if he's going to miss all his free throws or if he's going to make them all. Or even more so in the clutch when we need you to make your free throws. That's that's what I remember. That's why. That's why at the end of this Wizards game. The only chance that we had to 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 maybe tie the game up. They
2: were like, yo, maybe the Knicks need to just make one and miss one. Even before that, actually.
1: We needed a quick score. Julius Randle brings the ball up. We needed threes at this point. He drove to the basket and tried to score. I'm like, why are you driving to the basket? Why are you not passing to the dude who's open at the three-point line when we are down six or seven? What are you doing? So he gets the foul. Mike Breen is like, I don't know why he's going for two. The Knicks need threes at this point. At at this point, maybe they should make one and miss one and hope to get the rebound. And what does he do? He misses the first free throw and then makes the second one. And at that point, the game is over because it's like, what are you – are you thinking out there? <laughs> are you thinking out but, but there? You missed the first free throw. You you missed the first free throw. You're down by like seven points. If you want a chance to, to win this game, you need a three. You need to turn the ball over. You need another three. I think they were down six. That's the only way you're going to get back into this game. Why are you driving to the paint? And, and trying to, were you trying to get a an hand one? Like, what are you doing out there? How are you how is what you're doing trying to uh, affecting wins and losses? Because what you're doing out there is giving us more losses than wins. And I, I I was beside myself at the end of this game. So after so after seeing that and being so frustrated with Julius
0: <laughs> Christmas came. <laughs> that, and, uh, it's so hard to like have an honest opinion on Julius. Cause he's just so like one game is this and then it's the Christmas game. So go ahead. So I'm going to start it off by saying this was the first
1: Knicks game that both members of the Knicks take podcast attended me and my brother French showed up mm-hmm. and it was Christmas. I showed up a little bit late. French was there a little bit before me. Got our seats. And straight off the bat, Knicks came out. Kemba knocks down a three. Fournier knocks down a three. Julius starts hitting shots. RJ comes down the lane for a, a fast break dump. This was the type of game that I thought we were going to have against the Wizards because just like the Wizards the Hawks were out major players due to COVID Trey you Young out. out we got some Young.
0: back this game
1: well I'm going to get there oh, Okay. okay. Trey Young out due to COVID, Kevin Herter out to COVID, Knicks as I've said RJ came back because he had a fast break dunk OB second game back Quentin Grimes back and in the rotation and Jericho Sims out. Jericho Sims out, out. <laughs> after having, an, you know, he had an all right game the, the the night before it wasn't anything, you know, but he had an okay game. He was, he had six points on three for
0: three, six rebounds against the wizards. <laughs> Nothing the, you know, the reason why that's important to me is because now we're just down to two centers and if Taj. I'm fine
1: down. with that, though. I'm, I'm fine not. with that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm fine. Listen, I- I'm fine with that because I still think Mitchell Robinson is our best big. Do we? Uh, do you hope that Nerlens comes back if Taj goes down? Yeah, but I, I think that it, Mitch has already played a 30 minute game, a 35. Like he's already played big minutes, and I still think that the more minutes that he's on the court yeah, I want you want to give him a breather so that his effectiveness is at its peak, but he's giving you more than what Nerland's is giving you in the same amount of minutes. He's making up for that. So hopefully Taj doesn't go out, but the fact that we have Obi back, important, because if you want to maybe have Julius Randle at the five and Obi at the four, because Taj is out, that's your excuse to do it. So I'm fine. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with us having two bigs right now because we still have Obi, we still have Jules. Quentin Grimes back, RJ back. IQ cleared to be a part of the team, but he was
2: not part of the rotation due to conditioning. Early that first quarter, man, like that first quarter, it was. I was like, yo,
1: it's sad because I didn't say this to you, French, but. It's sad that. After the way that the Knicks played in that first quarter, when they they erupted, it was like nineteen to two or eighteen to two or something like that. It said that after that, I still was like, "Yo, I hope we don't
0: give up this lead." And the no, fact no, no. That you can only what you told me, you was like, "Yo, it looks like it's about to be a blowout." I'm like, "Yeah, you better act like you know what team." This is we <laughs> lose every big lead we get, <laughs> right? And like i like I'm not.
1: I was, like, expecting for the Hawks to bring it to within within single digits and get it to within five. Like, I was expecting that. Mm-hmm. But the Knicks were shooting so well and playing so well. Defending so well. And defending so well that you would be forgiven to feel like this game was over after the first quarter normally. Like, last year's team, you would be like, yeah, they, if the Knicks are not going to lose this lead, they might let them get close, but that's it. And the fact that the Knicks went up so big so early and knowing that the Hawks do not have Trey Young, do not have Kevin Herter.
2: A TNT would... game.
1: Right? The fact that I've still thought that in beat. the back of my head just goes to show what kind of, like how badly this team has been playing. And... RJ, I had an early fast break dunk, made me think he was about to have himself a night. I was wrong about that. He did not shoot well at all. He had some moments later on in the game, but all in all, it, was an RJ game. it wasn't an, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, you know how earlier in the season, he was like, yeah, I'm destined for greatness. And at that time it was like, yeah, I think he is destined for greatness too. And he's not played like that player. Yeah, he he did not, he did not play like that player this game either. It's same thing as it was before he went out to COVID.
2: Outside of that, Kemba, again. Grind. Since
1: he's been back, man. Since he's been back, like, I, I got no complaints. I got no complaints about
0: Kemba. I got no nah, complaints about See, this about is Kemba. favoritism. What? He, he shot horrible from the field this game, too. Even though he got the triple-double, Julius Randle always getting a near triple-double. And Kemba's still getting his name chanted. But I, I'm not, I'm just, I'm joking. Because we know I mean, Kemba it, is getting it, that... He's getting that love for the effort he's playing. And, um, right. And he's not turning over the ball. And he's not turning he's not, over the ball. He's, he's not getting involved. And, and,
1: and let me be fair, too. He had some wild plays that if the if it would have turned into a turnover, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like a lot of a lot of shit got tipped. And even in the other games, he was getting into the paint. He's throwing up layups and he was getting blocked and he was missing and all that stuff. Like it, it's not. It's fair to be like, listen, why are you saying this about Kemba and not about Julius? Like, throughout this stretch, he's been shooting just as bad as Julius, too. The difference for me, though, is Mm -hmm. Kemba takes care of the ball better. He does take care of the ball better. I was going to see if there was another word that I could say, but no, he takes care of the ball better than Julius Randle. So I just got a text message from French saying his computer died. So I guess I'm going to finish off this Hawks game until he comes back on and then he'll he will give his input I was getting ready to say that yeah it's fair to to compare but he's taking care of the ball better than Julius Randle Julius Randle for whatever reason likes to dribble when he's in just dangerous territories he gets the ball poked out of his hand he gets the ball he gets Like, it's just way too much, and it happens game after game after game after game, and he's not making any adjustments. And it's leading to seven turnovers, seven assist nights that we can't afford those types of turnovers. So, all in all, like I said earlier, the ball probably shouldn't be going through Julius Randle, and far too often when we get into these ruts where the team just offensively looks shot and looks slow and looks, it's because Julius is, is running the show. There's so many times, even in yesterday's game, in the Christmas game against the Atlanta Hawks, where I'm begging for the Knicks to push, but because Julius Randle is the point guard, quote unquote, bringing the ball up, there is no chance for them to push and get a fast break shot. When RJ gets the ball on the fast break, usually it turns out to be something good. When Kemba Walker gets the ball and he can push the ball and usually it turns out for something good when Julius is bringing the ball up and then it ends up being a one-on-one shot for Julius. I can't say that the percentages really agree that he's the guy who the offense should be running through. He should be definitely a bigger part of the offense. Maybe after a couple of motions, you give the ball to Julius and let him run whatever he needs to run. But. Just overall, and here's my brother calling me. Overall, this team should not be running,
2: should not be running through Julius Randle, in my opinion. French, what up? Oh, boy. Hung up on me. So, that... And he's not picking up my phone call. Overall, I just don't...
1: I don't see... I don't see the benefit in running the offense through Julius. Now, with that being said, Julius had himself a night. Julius had a great night yesterday. He shot well. He did everything that, he did almost everything that you would hope and ask for him to do on both sides of the ball. He missed three free throws out of four, which is a problem. But overall, he had 12 rebounds. He had 25 points, three assists, three turnovers, one steal. Again, you want to, you don't want to have three assists and three turnovers. Like that makes sense if you're a big and you know, okay, yeah. Sometimes they poke the ball out your hand, but when the offense is running through you, yeah, that assist to turnover ratio needs to be completely different. Meanwhile, Kemba Walker had himself a night. Shot shot poorly as French, you know, stated earlier. He went three for twelve. That's a bad, bad bad percentage 10 points 10 rebounds which is great for a sub six foot guard 10 rebounds 12 assists and looks like
0: french is coming back right now what up my bad, my laptop died i don't know it was plugged in all the whole time but i guess it was not plugged in properly but guys, I'll tell continue what you were saying <laughs> so he had himself a
1: triple double and we didn't really realize that 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 he was he was like he I would say that Kemba had himself as good a night as he could have had without scoring the ball. Like, you knew he was on the court at all times. He was pushing the pace. He was getting into the paint. He was zinging passes like crazy. So the assist totals didn't, didn't surprise me by the time he, I think he was like 8, 8, and 9, with the 9 being rebounds. That was the thing that surprised me when I noticed. He had 9 rebounds. I was like, ha. Before How, he had the rebounds, <laughs> right? I was like, I noticed the passes way more than I noticed the rebounds, and it, it was an like, eight eight nine. I was like, Yo, Kepler's about to have a triple double, and then he followed that. He followed that up with, I think the next the next thing he did, well, he scored. He scored on like a three or something like that, and then immediately after that, he had two assists, two straight dimes to Julius Randle. And it was like, oh, That's what all made me... he's got, all he's got left to do is get that rebound and then he's got the triple-double. And then for like five like... minutes, <laughs> for like five to ten minutes, Kemba could not get that rebound. Alec Burks grabbed the board, Taj Gibson grabbed the rebound out of his hands, and it was like, damn, I, like, is he going to get it? It was like midway through the fourth quarter, Kemba finally, finally got that rebound and the whole guardian just stood up and applauded because... Like I said earlier, Kemba puts it all out there on the court. He wasn't doing that earlier in the season, and that's why it was so easy to get rid of him. But the way he's playing now, if he plays like that for the rest of the season, hopefully at 20 minutes a game and not the 30 and 40 that he's been playing because his knees can't hold up for it, hold up to it. He played 40 minutes last night. When Derrick Rose comes back, if Kemba is still playing this way, I have faith in this team, I do. And until he comes back, let quickly get some of those get some of those minutes. Maybe let Deuce get some of those minutes if you really need to. But Kemba playing like this, there's no excuse for anybody else to just give piss poor effort the way that they have been. And that's why I'm that's why I'm caping more for Kemba than Julius Randle because I don't see that same effort on both sides of the court the way that Kemba has been given it. Julius? Yeah. And and the last time I went to a Knicks game, I bought a Kemba jersey too.
0: If you remember, you questioned that. Like, why would you get a Kemba jersey? He's out. No, no, no. you're right. I did question it because at that point he was out of the rotation because when I bought it, it was before that decision was made. Yeah. And I was starting to regret it because I'm thinking that we're never going to see him again. But now I'm just like, I know I made the right decision choosing. And
1: so did I. I Like, you know, I... Yeah, I was like, "Yo, Kemba's from the Bronx, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?" That I want to get it. I want to get it when everybody's down on him because at the end of the day, this is still our boy, and I want to see him come back. So I, I got it. I, I was and now. I was like, thinking, no god. And now it's like, yeah, that's the best decision I could have made because I, I don't expect it for to be so easy to get a Kemba Walker jersey. Like, going to the games from now. Like, it's easy to get a Julius Randle because everybody knows Julius Randle is, is the guy that you want to go get, but he's not playing good right now. Now I got awesome. my Kemba Walker jersey, everybody's going to be going for Kemba. He just had a triple-double, and he scored 40-plus 40, 40 in the Garden the other day. Like, if you're not trying to get a Kemba Walker jersey right now, you must be thinking that he's going to go back to the bench, which I don't see. But anyway, I've said, oh... I said everything except for one thing, which I'm going to leave to you, French. But I've said everything I want to say about this game. The Knicks had it, had in control this game from start to finish. Knicks won by double. Well, did they win by double digits? Yes, they did. One they did. Huh? I said, of course they did. Of course did. they did. Listen, it, they, brought the, they brought the bench in in the last few minutes. So I, if they would have brought it to within 10, I would have I would have been like, oh, that's because it was garbage time at this point.
0: But a 87 of- to 101 to piggyback off what you were saying about finding a Kemba jersey now you know whose jersey is real hard to find? Obi. Obi Toppin I want a <laughs> white Obi Toppin jersey and I cannot find one but speaking of Obi one thing that you did leave out was at the end of the game yep. when the bench scorers came in yep. was Obi took over, got it a clutch steal, went out on the break and did mm-hmm. between legs East Bay dunk on the break that had the garden going crazy. I was there for the playoffs and then the garden wasn't that loud. Mm. And then the whole building just got shut down, cleared out. I, I don't even know what happened at that point. <laughs> everybody was gone. The garden cleared out. It was over. Nick, they, it was just like, yeah, nah, that, that's, that's the crazy. same. That was the, the to same, right there.
1: That, that's the same fast break dunk that he had against the Pacers where we, I felt like, yo, Obi Toppin does that and then y'all respond with nothing. Yeah. Like, that was your cue to just get amped up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, Obi, like, I'm sorry that they've they responded to your amazing dunk with such a piss poor performance, but it was so nice to see him bring it back in the garden. That's where, that's where, it needs an exclamation to- point on this victory. Yeah. This was the best Christmas present that, <laughs> that we could have asked for. It might saw be. it in
0: person this time around, right?
1: See, see nice. a game, next game in person, and, and and get the victory. So French, how are you feeling about this team right now,
0: right this minute, right this second, in this present moment? Because it was such a great win that we got on Christmas Day. That's the last game that we saw. Of course, I'm feeling optimistic. The team hadn't looked that good since the preseason. Um, Jaya, my girl, she said I'm a good luck charm because it's like whenever I go to the games, they never mm-hmm. lose. <laughs> I'm feeling we need much. To get you full season tickets. We gotta get some pizza. <laughs> it is kind of stressful going to the game. I kind of like watching it from home, but right, yeah, it was good to to sit through that game. So right now, I'm just feeling real optimistic, positive. Julius Randle and Kemba Walker finally had a game where they both played well. Even though Kemba only had like ten points, it was it was a well all around game for him. And Evan Fournier had a game. Obi had his game going. Grimes is shooting the, the the blood out the ball like it just looks like we're headed towards. Consistency, maybe I don't want to look too much at the fact that this is a, a G League team that we did it against, because we're going against uh, below five hundred teams for the rest of the next few weeks straight. Like we're we're that facing that's that's fine. We're facing we we're 50. facing a lot of teams that yeah. average to below average, and this is the kind of win that you need to get your confidence back. This was like. This was a, a, a stretch where Kemba had to sit out and watch the team and see because I saw him in the post game talk about how he was watching the team and seeing how the team's flowing and seeing what they need. And when he came back, it was just easy to get in, integrated into the offense and doing all the things that we needed. And it, it showed even in losses. Which is
1: exactly which is exactly what I was hoping for. I said earlier about Derrick Rose probably like oh hey because I thought it was more so health mm-hmm. than anything else. But maybe it was just him trying to integrating himself and not really knowing how but now you can sit on the bench and watch and see what's working and what's not working what I all right can I do that can I not do that yeah now he's
0: back and it's like this is what we needed from you all this time Kemba you just needed to sit down to see it and Tibbs was receiving a lot of criticism for the move of benching Kemba but Ah. I feel like the benching is what woke Kemba up and he wouldn't perform like this had he not he was so worried about stepping on toes and Helping the team get involved and doing things for the team, but he forgot who he is, Right, it seemed, for the beginning of the season. He was just jacking up threes and jacking up mid-ranges, but he wasn't playing well like how he is now. And now, right. because we've seen it, not for one game, not for two games, but games, four games in a row. A- yep. Things, doing well. things, yeah. Even when he's not shooting he well, do he's whatever. doing everything that you need for, from your point guard. Even though he's small, he's putting his body on the line mm-hmm. consistently, which is what we was expecting coming into the season. He's doing this when the team needs it most. Guys that normally bring their energy, OB and uh, quickly, they haven't been in the rotation recently. Now they're starting to get back into the rotation. Now we have an opportunity to see Kemba leading the first unit with Julius Randle and Evan Fournier. And... OB, IQ, Deuce coming back eventually. And we're going to be able to see these guys get into a rhythm with Derrick Rose out. And hopefully, this is the start of the run that we've been waiting for. Because I did see a run coming this year once the guys figured out how to play together. Figured out how to defend to the way that Tibbs would like us to defend. I like the signing of Daniel House. Because I still do believe that we're going to have a trade coming. Because Fournier, even though he's had a, a a nice stretch of games these last few weeks, or this last week, I still don't believe he's the guy for us. So it's good that he had the stretch because he he's proven to teams around the league what he can do and what he's capable of. That brought his trade value up, and I'm hoping that we could trade him and have Grimes be the starter, Daniel House come off the bench, and I, I I'm just anticipating some move to be made even with this little good chemistry stretch that we're on
1: i'm gonna piggyback off what you said and agree with you i do think that i just feel like this team is at its best without evan fournier and that's not to say that evan fournier is a bad player he had one bad game in the last five games all right. He played he had twenty three against Houston, thirty-two against Boston, twenty-two against Detroit. He had eight points against Washington and fifteen against Atlanta. He shot and he shot six for twelve, three for six from three against Atlanta. Had a good night. With that said, I really do believe that his defensive his defensive inefficiencies is really what's holding back this starting lineup. Now you could be like, well, that doesn't mean he doesn't have to play. You could just put him on the bench. Nice too, which I'm fine with. Which I'm fine. I'm fine with Evan Fournier coming off of the bench and playing with Obi Toppin and Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly, and and
2: Nerlens Noel. I think that might be probably our best ten, right? But. Selfishly, I want Quentin Grimes to get more minutes,
1: and that's the only reason I want trade Evan Fournier because I think Quentin Grimes, at the end of the day, getting him more reps is probably going to lead to more losses. But it's going to be better for our future if Quentin Grimes is our starting is is our starting two guard as
0: opposed to Evan Fournier. I don't think it's you're shaking your head, losses. French. I think even though Grimes is a rookie, he's not like coming into the NBA after one two years out of college. He's had multiple years of college to understand what, what it takes to win. He's he's come from under a, a, a good coach, and he's yeah. under a good coach now. I think I am the learning curve for, like, most rookies. I don't think that's going to affect, affect Grimes as much. I feel like the experience is going to help him more than it is going to hurt because he does everything that you just, like you said earlier, He's the he could play the Reggie Bullock role, and it's just yes, the gambles that he has to produce. Not- Yes,
1: but he's not acclimated to the NBA game the way that Evan Fournier is.
0: And he ain't doing much. No, he looked I don't.
1: I don't like Evan Fournier. But I don't. Evan Fournier, I will say, had probably a bad defensive game yesterday, but it wasn't atrocious. It wasn't as atrocious as we've seen it. And Evan Fournier had zero file foul, zero fouls yesterday. Can we blame that on the fact that his defense is poor? Yeah, we could. But we can also blame that on the fact that he just knows. He knows that if he does a certain defensive rotation, he's going to foul. And he doesn't want it. That's you don't want to foul and give the team additional points. In 15 minutes, Quentin Grimes had four fouls. And that is that is why I say it's going to lead to more losses than anything else because he's not going to shoot the ball well every single game. Um, he's not going to be as good of a scorer every single game, and there are going to be games where he's going to be putting whoever he's defending on the foul line, and that's going to cause losses. His it's, not, it's, not, it's, not to say, it's not to say that I don't think he's going to be a— he's already a better defender than Evan Fournier, and he's probably already a more consistent offensive player than Evan Fournier but he is going to cause losses just getting acclimated to the NBA style, which is not, you know, it's not, it's it's hard to get into. It's hard to get into and, and explain and be like, this is why. I can't just show you this, this, and this. I'm just going to, it's just what it, it's just what it is. There's a reason why Tibbs prefers veterans to, to rookies. There's a reason why Evan Fournier is starting and even though Quentin Grimes had an amazing showing in his first start, he came off the bench against Atlanta. And there's a reason why we're not going to see Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup unless Evan Fournier is traded, which
0: is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Here's why I disagree. Because the argument can be made that Quentin Grimes is better for your team to not have those losses based off his defense alone. And just because of fouls, I'm not going to penalize you for fouls. You get six every game. If you don't utilize them, then yeah. that you're actually probably hurting your team because there's going to be a lot of wide open dunks and stuff that you that Evan Foyer may let the other team have, but Quentin Grimes wouldn't. So I, I'd rather take the fouls that a rookie would give more so than the guy who's a 10-year vet who's not going to foul because he wants to stay in the game but that's that's not the only reason the other thing i was going to say was grimes has yet to have a bad nba game Mm -hmm. and i feel like until we do see what that looks like it's impossible to say that he would cause us to lose more games because all we've seen from him is consistency he's a great shooter he's the best shooter on the team he's better than fournier so far from what we've seen and I feel like that's the only thing that the starting lineup needs. We don't need a guy to be trying to create his own shot, and that's what leads to the offense not flowing as a unit because everybody's taking turns doing what they got to do to score, but they're not flowing scoring within the flow of the offense. Quentin Grimes is a guy who scores all his points in the flow of the offense because he's a corner shooter, wing shooter. He rarely ever dribbles the ball and has to create his own shot, but he's capable of doing that too. So you're not going to get much of a fall off from Fournier, I mean, from from Grimes, because he can provide for you the same things that Fournier can from a shooting aspect, plus defense, which is what every team in the NBA wants. So that's what...
1: In the the interest of... In the interest of doing what it is that we agreed to do and try to have a quick episode, which we are not having a quick episode right now. At all. I'm just going to say this. We need to also remember that we're grading Quentin Grimes and Evan Fournier on curves. And certain things, what would be a bad game for Evan Fournier is not the same as what would be a bad game for Quentin Grimes. We'll allow certain mistakes for Quentin Grimes because he's a rookie. Whereas those same mistakes for Evan Fournier, we will not. So, let's just keep that into focus. We'll we'll let Quentin Grimes mess up a whole game and just chalk it up to he's learning the game. We went crazy, we'll Evan Fournier. Well, he has he has had where him. where he has had games where it, he came out and is like, mm, okay, and he made a mistake here or there, and it's, we just chalked it up to listen, he's learning, he's a rookie, whatever. And that's what it is. And we'll have, we'll, we will have those games if we have him start. Just quickly, his last, his last game he had, he played 25 minutes. He had four fouls. M Fournier played 31 minutes. He had zero fouls. If we switch them out, Quentin Grimes gets fouled out. Do we want Quentin Grimes to foul out? No, we don't. So.
0: Can't say that. Can't. We have to see it first. Just because the numbers and it. minutes say it. We have to see it. That's well, what will happen. Yes, but it's more likely to happen than not. And
1: that that's historically that's what it is when you put younger guys on there. Disagree. Either way, me and you both agree. We would love to see it. And then let's so let's move on from that on how we're feeling about the team. You're slightly more optimistic than you were last week. Mm-hmm. I am remaining where I'm at and no. I am also hopeful. I'm I mean- also hopeful that this team, the starting lineup in this team, figures it out and then we can take advantage of this weak stretch coming up. And get right back into the thick of things.
0: Yeah, I'm actually more than just a little more optimistic. I'm definitely way more optimistic than last episode. But I also still have to see it first. So I'm not gonna jump out yeah. the window and say anything crazy.
1: Yeah, we're not. We're definitely not gonna start talking about the C-word. Predictions.
0: I was never referring to this C. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I was always talking about moving forward. We're seeing the the, the right traits of you know what i was trying to say shut up i know you want to slap me right <laughs> seeing all the things that you want to see from a, a, a team getting to the point where you can actually have the conversation the championship but right. upcoming games <laughs> well we're
1: gonna, we're gonna re- we'll recap the predictions real quick this is gonna be the last time that we do these predictions in the way that we've done them the last episode i said that the knicks would beat the bucks by eight French, you said what? The Knicks
0: will lose by three. And what happened? The Knicks Knicks lost (laughs) by a lot more than three, but I still chose the loss, so I get that one. Check. And the next game was the Knicks versus the Warriors on TNT. I predicted the Knicks lose by at least five.
2: Ja, you said the Knicks would lose by 10. and
1: I forgot what happened, how much they lost by, but I think Nine. that one is well. one by a lose by. Uh, I didn't put 10 plus. I just said by 10. So if you round it out.
0: When do we ever do just a number? We always I, say at least.
1: That's I, I have said meant. by 10 by ten or less sometimes. I have done t- less or whatever. I just said by 10 because I said it's going to be around 10. So I mean, if you want to call it you, yeah, I'll give it to you. I appreciate it, but I, I was closer. Um, appreciate was closer to 10 than five for sure. If it was at least though, but, and Knicks, Knicks at rockets.
0: I predicted that the Knicks would win by two. I predicted that the Knicks would win by at least 10 and, and they def won by 13. <laughs> <laughs> so French
1: got the clean sweep, unless you, you know. You want to say that I got the middle one, but either way, French out-predicted me. This time, we're going to just go by, we're going to say how many of the games the Knicks are going to win, as opposed to the score prediction, because just adds more time than anything else. Upcoming games, the Knicks are going to play in Minnesota, in Detroit, and in OKC. There's going to be a back-to-back in Minnesota and Detroit on the 28th and the 29th. And then they'll play in OKC in the thirty first. French, what is your prediction? The Knicks are going to go what?
0: 3-0. Three and
1: Three oh. and O. You do not believe that the Knicks are going to fall victim to the back to back curse and be come out playing tired against a team that they should beat. And I agree with you, but I cannot say three and O because you've already predicted it. So I guess I have to go that the Knicks will go
0: two and one. Yeah, you. It's safer to go two and one because we have no idea what's going to happen with COVID tomorrow. So, yeah, I I want to go two and one, but we're assuming that we're healthy. Nothing happens. I'm gonna stick with three and zero. Yeah,
1: I I have more. I would say more, but I, I've been sniffling and blowing my nose and all that stuff. You, you guys can see me on in the YouTube. I'm wiping my nose. It's not looking good. So I'm just going to pass on that. And we'll talk about whatever it is I felt next week.
0: French, you got stuff you want to plug? I actually do. Okay. So what we're going to do is I got some, I, I, I feel like, I figured I might as well just, you know what I'm saying? I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows. That's what me and Jaya do most of our free time. So I figured I might as well come in here and do a like little recommendation so for a movie okay. recommendation, we just watched this movie called The Passing Last Night. It's about two girls from Harlem, one whom mm-hmm. they both could pass for white. This is like based like in the 1900s, it's a black and white film. They separated after school was over, reconnected after one of them has been passing for white for like the last 10 years. And it just, you just see the dynamic of their friendship and it's just crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a wild <laughs> kind of movie. So that's the movie uh, recommendation for the week. TV recommendation is a show called Behind Her Eyes. It's a miniseries. I don't want to say too much about it because it's better to go in blind. Don't watch any trailer. Don't watch nothing. Just go and watch the movie. I mean, watch the trailer. I mean, shut up. Go and watch the show (laughs) and stick with it because you're going to think it's leading you down this. Okay, I see what type of show this is. Trust me. Trust me, I, 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 it's, it's, it's a crazy show that you're never gonna look at the same. So, TV recommendation behind her eyes, movie recommendation passing, both can be found on Netflix. Okay. No, no, I, uh, that's no ad.
1: I, <laughs> Netflix is not paying us for these recommendations. Not yet. Yeah, I, being a father of twins. I definitely am not going to be giving any recommendations (laughs) of anything that just came out or is new. So, but I will say that I have just finished watching Hitmonkey on Hulu. That's Marvel's, it's it's a Marvel show that's not on Disney Plus that follows a monkey that's an assassin. Okay. And... It sounds pretty like funny. something you put on for the twins. But no. I'll give it no, a <laughs> No. No. Listen, anybody that has kids, definitely do not put on Hit Monkey if you have children under the age of 16, 15, 14. Yeah. Hey, actually, nowadays, y'all are letting kids watch whatever at 8. Any, if, they're ch- if they're a baby, if they're a toddler, a if point. they have not gone through elementary school, yeah. do not watch this show because there is a lot of... Yeah, there's decapitations and oh, I, impalings. Oh. Yeah, I did not expect. And that. there's blood. Okay. Yeah, this monkey does not is not a talking monkey, right? It's not a. It's this is not like this is not like some fan. Of, no. Okay. This is an assassin who is actually killing multiple people. Uh,
0: um, I thought it was something so, completely different. I I know called me all no. Over. I just this, so. this is this is more like Deadpool than okay. I don't know what...
1: It, yeah, there's, there's not... You can't find this on Nick Jr. Let's put it like that. Okay.
0: I should also add, Behind Her Eyes is probably not something you could watch with the kids, but Passing, you could watch with anyone. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Behind Her Eyes is a show that you could watch with anyone 16 and above, maybe. T rating, teen, at least. But that's all I got.
1: And if you're if you're not into animation or whatever, because this is a cartoon, this is like... This is an adult cartoon. I also just finished. I, as you can see, I'm into the Marvel stuff. I also just finished watching Hawkeye. That was pretty good. It's a good holiday show. It is built. It is based around Christmas. So if you are still in the holiday spirit, you know, just binge watch Hawkeye, and uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. I was two movie, up at the top too. movie. I I'm going to keep it Marvel since the first two is Marvel. I just watched for the first time. Shang-Chi and the Legend
2: of the Ten Rings a lot more how do I say this not offensively
1: <laughs> I I was expecting it to be more like the other Marvel movies I'd be like mm-hmm. but it was close but to it, like it's actually fu- it it is closer no it's not like it starts off closer to a kung fu movie than I was expecting it is definitely more along the lines of, like, how Black Panther kind of just gets you into that African element. Mm-hmm. This movie definitely gets you more into that Asian element and is unapologetic about it, just like Black Panther was. So, I don't know why I was surprised by that, but I got into it because I like I like kung fu movies. I like, you know, martial arts, and the martial arts in this, in this movie is definitely good. So, I definitely... Uh, recommend that if you're into Marvel movies and are into martial arts, watch and check that movie out. So the Matrix yet? I, I've been waiting to watch it for. Like I was gonna watch it last night with mommy, and th- that movie was like I was got too tired. She was like, "Go to bed." We just went to sleep. So, but I'm definitely gonna watch it. I did watch the first half of it last
0: night. Oh, you didn't watch the whole thing yet? I fell asleep. But next uh, next yeah, week's next, next plug week got is going to, to be the me. Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> 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 well, that's if that's if if, it's, if it if it finishes off good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to spoil nothing, so I'm. Gonna we'll do a review next one. week. Yeah. Save yeah. It next week.
1: All right, everybody. Once again, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank you guys okay. for listening to the Mixtape Podcast. The Mixtape. The Knicks, The Mixtape Podcast. Episode 31. Peace. Peace. That intro music was Broadway Boom by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at The Nick's Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.